I don't know if if we're ready to go present this to the FBI as, hey, guys, don't worry. Don't worry. Hey, I know everyone's pretty upset, right? Maybe we should just go get on the news and be like, listen, we figured it out. There's only five. We got to figure it out. Everyone, everyone calm down. We have it mapped out here. Here's the solution. There's only five types, right? Hey, if your kid looks like one of the five, call this yeah. number, right? <laughs> Enter the Freud. Warning, this is for entertainment purposes only. It is no way medical advice. But that our job is, as depth psychologists, is to try to like understand something deeper. So the conversation, the typical conversation goes to um, gun control. That's what, like something like this happens and then everyone starts debating gun control, which is fine. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but our job is probably to like look deeper than that. Um, and to have a conversation um, about, I mean, honestly, we could talk about the, the deeper psychological aspects of owning guns, that's fine, or even, there's even psychology at the root of politics or political decisions, but that's kind of our job is to somehow look deeper into it. The other thing that, that's grown in the, the typical media coverage is when shit like this happens is people start saying, oh, we need to address the mental health of America. Absolutely. I, I think and, that, that's where it falls into our territory, like, incredibly. Right. And so, and everyone says that, and it's a good soundbite for politicians, whatever, you know. Um, but then the question is like, well, what the fuck does that mean? Yeah, dude, this guy said to me yesterday, he's, he, he said one of his relatives posted on Facebook that he's like, everyone should shut the fuck up about mental illness and gun violence. He's like, I'm totally mentally ill and I'm not shooting anyone. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually what the guy said. Dude. <laughs> right? <laughs> I thought that was like a perfect idea of where, how screwed up we're getting. Because it's almost like, like, through the media or we as a society are coming up with an idea of what a school shooter looks like. Right. There's, there's, it's like a profile almost. In the same way that we all think we know what a serial killer looks like. Some kind of a Ted Bundy type dude, right? Yeah. Like, it's like there's this prototype and now there's becoming a school shooter prototype. And here, I think I know what it is. Do you, oh, yeah, let's hear it. Do you, okay, so I think it's like, Right now, it's a young white dude who, for some reason, has a like little traction in the world. And so he's going to take his serious upset about the fact that his life isn't working out on the kids and then make some kind of a, a big statement, like a manifesto almost, where he's going he's gonna to announce why the world is so wrong by using this thing. That's, that's my idea. Yeah. Right. That, 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 I, I think that's a pretty good um, a profile. Yeah. And honestly, it's it's fairly common that the shooter ends up in some version of that profile. It's a pretty common thing. Yeah. Except the the dude from um, the Vegas shooting. Right. Because I guess we're going to we're going to do school shootings or. um no, I think let's just try to examine the psycho. Well, let's either examine the psychology of someone who decides to go shoot tons of random people, yeah. whoever that is. Yeah, yeah. Or and or let's do 
when politicians say, oh, the uh, uh, incidents like this means that we need to like tackle America's mental health problem. We should tackle, okay, what the hell does that mean? Yeah, okay, right. Because it, if you're gonna tackle the mental health problem, then there should be an identifiable mental health issue. Like, okay, all schizophrenic people who have guns run around and shoot people. Okay, yeah, let's let's try to minimize that by making sure that the 1% of the population that is schizophrenic, then also, I believe it's 1% is actually schizophrenic, which is a huge number, actually. It, it um, is huge. I, I, don't even, I don't even believe that it's, that is the, st I've heard that same stat, but I don't believe that that's accurate because 1% is a lot of people. It seems so impossible. That would mean yeah. that, that there, that the majority of people who were schizophrenic were somehow like extremely high functioning and never have an episode schizophrenic. It's like, right. that's not schizophrenic. Which doesn't make sense. That's not right. schizophrenic. It's like, oh, I'm severely depressed, but I never get depressed. Right. Right. <laughs> like in a way, it's like schizophrenia is severe. It's psychotic. Right. Yes. Like that is it's profound and the delusions are so bizarre. I mean, even the even the ones that that you would think are not bizarre with aliens and the CIA tracking them and all that shit, like the paranoid delusions. Um, but like like when people say mental health, like where do you think this conversation goes? Because if 20% of America has some kind of a severe or diagnosable anxiety problem, are we talking about them? Like, like all the cops and all the firemen and all the school teachers who have anxiety disorders, is that who we're, we're worried about? Right. And every single person who's served in, uh, who's done a tour in the armed forces. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Right. Right. Yeah. The, the, it's people, it's a soundbite that politicians like to say, oh, we need to deal with mental health. I think it's true, but they really underestimate the enormity of the can of worms they're opening when they say that shit. You know, like, what do you think is going to happen if they're actually, like, if we're, if we're going to admit, okay, there's a certain part of the population who happens to be mentally ill, but then what do we do about those who run around and then shoot people? Are we just going to assume that, that a person who has mental illness, that, that okay, so is it possible to shoot people and not be mentally ill? That's, I, I've asked that question a lot. Like, are like weirdo crim, like criminals who do really fucked up things, do they have to be mentally ill? I've asked that question myself a lot over the years. And I tend to think the answer is yes. I think that you do have to be mentally ill, but I don't know. It's a, it's a tricky, subtle question. Well, look, we could just answer it as a, an N of two. You and, you and I, right? If, if I were going to shoot a bunch of people, which I have had some training in how to do that. I think I could, I could functionally do that pretty well if I planned mm -hmm. and trained at it. Yeah. Um, but as soon as I say that, I'm now I'm not mentally ill. If I'm, if I'm going to pursue it as one of the targeted goals that I do in my life constantly, 
But for me to make that switch to where now I'm not training for a Spartan race, now I'm training for a mass shooting, right? Like that that's what I'm gonna do? Well, for me to make that switch, I would click into something that I'm not, I've never done before. And I don't know if that guy's coordinated. I don't know if he can handle the, the intensity of what I'm about to do. I might seriously fall apart and become, um, it's almost like I think of this. I, I think of it this way. Like there's a lot of guys who are aggressive and capable of getting in a physical fight, right? But they, yeah. they never do that until they're severely drunk in a bar. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And suddenly the hockey guy or the, the other, the baseball player or the whatever athlete or whatever aggressive dude gets so severely drunk that by the time the threshold comes to where, okay, now I'm going to let somebody have it. And then their coordination is so screwed up, they can't really fight. And it's just kind of like a clowning thing. And so really most of those things, people don't really get hurt. Right. Right. Which is which is why a person with an assault rifle in a big place only kills twenty people instead of three hundred. Right. That in in a way, it's almost like the the amount of prep that you put into it. I think this is actually kind of answering the question. Right. Is that you would have to be in a state of severe distortion to be able to do a mass shooting. I don't think that you could go into it um, in, a, in a way where you're trained and then you would go and do that unless you are of a, a particular ideology that you and your friends and everyone have been training for it and somehow you don't see it as you're one against the world in this mass shooting thing. Like, do you, oh, do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Totally, and I agree. Yeah. So, so, so uh, thus, if you're going to do the mass shooting thing, you are in a pretty tweaked state of mind. Um, and but, 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 so what? Like, what's the psychology there of a person? What's your sense of what's the psychology of a person that decides to like plan out and get some, a bunch of ammo and like go kill a bunch of people? Well, listen, Dave. What would we have to do to you? to make you do that. Like, let's imagine, we'll take your life and let's just start removing shit and then adding other stuff to where eventually you would do this. Because obviously you and I work with people who are are struggling with serious psychic distress all the time, yeah. right? Yeah. And every once in a while, I'll, I'll hear somebody tell me a story about when they would do this. Yeah. And it's because of some kind of a thing that's happening to them. Like yep. their, their life is so distressed and they'd say like, yeah, I'm like, I'm almost to the point of being homicidal. And then they would, yep. usually what they'll say is, all I would need is someone to kill my wife and kid and then I would fucking do it, right? Yep. It's almost like they're, they're getting pushed to a place, but I don't know if this is true or is this the illusion that we all live by? That, that like, if pushed to a certain place, then any of us could become homicidal. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I think any human could become homicidal if their life started being fucked up when they were young and was fucked up for years. But like with me right now, I doubt there's anything that could push my current psychology into, um, well, I mean, you know, if someone like 
uh, raped and killed my kid, then I could go and kill that person, right? Yeah. But that's not really mentally ill. That's just kind of normal human response. Right. But for me to go kill lots of people I don't know, there's nothing that could happen to me short of... Well, I guess we need to define this word mental illness. It can mean a yeah. lot of things. And there's these people... Well, for instance, my cousin um, had a mental illness that would be characterized as paranoid schizophrenia. And when you saw him and hung out with him, he seemed fairly normal, but then he'd start to get paranoid and he'd start to have these delusions that, you know, it was kind of like people, he thought people were tracking him and had implanted a device in his brain yeah. that, that was like tracking him and messing with his thoughts. And so he was always like on the lookout for these people tracking him and he thought he was going to have to kill them you know yeah and so that type of thought and that fits in the category of schizophrenia or that fits in the category of psychosis then that type of um delusional thought can turn into this crazy story where you have to go kill a bunch of people in order to like save the world or something yes yeah okay so that's that, and I think that fits into a certain category of mental illness where you're like psychotic or delusional. And those people can do nutty stuff kind of because they're living in this narrative that's just that's psychotic. It doesn't make any sense and it's not real. Right, right. Except, except you, you and I can see the sense in that particular delusion is you have to kill the people to save the world. Right? Right. Like, and I think that's where the... The person who is severely mentally ill, who comes up with this this serious theory and then is tortured by that, they, like they have to kill these people to save everybody else, or they they're compelled to do it for some serious reason, or those people are the force of all evil in the world, so they must kill as many of them as possible, right? It's kind yep, of this. Yep. It's the same thing as if you had some pretty significant ideology, like oh the infidels are here and we must destroy them to to get some kind of a uh, a balance with whatever good and evil is right some some kind of extreme um ideology that could be religious or not yeah okay but that that tend that that type of mental illness where people are in this psychotic delusion and they're, they're doing it for this weird reason that actually just doesn't make sense that I'm sure that happens occasionally, but I feel like most people who decide to go and be like mass murderer, random killers aren't in that category. I think they're in a different category yeah. of where they're just, they've just like collapsed into intense hatred and anger and they're really lonely and isolated and they feel hopeless and powerless and they feel like the world is against them and no one listens to them and they fucking hate people and they're going to like get revenge on this shitty fucking world. Yes. I think most people are in that category, which is not the psychotic schizophrenic category. They're two very different things because those people are in touch with reality, but they're just bitter, angry, lonely, isolated, feeling hopeless and powerless. And they're going to like, lash out as a way of like getting out of this really dark place they're in okay but so so i agree with that distinction between but so we've identified potentially two types of of mass shooters yeah right we, so far 
and I'm sure there's I'm sure there's more to this, but like the second one that you're describing of, of the person who's disillusioned and, and tormented, do you think that we could potentially, I think I could do this to you if given enough time and enough resources, yeah. right? Yeah, that, you, yeah you, could, you could make me this, uh, let's just give labels to them. The first label we'll call um, schizophrenic, of, of the people that have a delusional thought that the FBI has implanted something in their brain and they need to shoot people or whatever. We'll call them schizophrenic. And the second category we'll call personality disordered. Okay. Um, not that that's necessarily the best label, but I can't think of a better one where they just get so into this us versus them, like I'm so lonely and fuck everyone, no one understands me, whatever. Let's we'll just call them personality disorder. So you're saying that if given enough time and resources, you could turn me into one of these people that I'm calling personality disorder. That's not the best label, but I just don't right. have a better one. Right. Okay. I, I like that because then there's two pathways. One would be to subject you to an ideology, like some type of a jihadist technique where eventually you would you would identify and conform to it if we if we stripped everything away from your life and that's the all the pathways lead towards towards this belief then we know that over time you can get people to ascribe to that yep like i don't know if we could actually do this to you or what we would have to do we might have to to kill everyone you know and stick you into a, a strange torture place for the rest of your life and then finally you would you would become like that or maybe you would die maybe i think a lot of people wouldn't actually convert i think it's impossible to make some people convert as we've seen through history right yep like i i don't think we can actually make everyone like this uh, there, there's some and, and i know that's a different subject I'm getting ahead of myself because I think there's a resistance, a resilience against becoming a homicidal person. But um, back to, uh, I'm sorry, I feel a little a little scattered because um, I think we we're trying to focus on the second one, the more personality disordered one. But yeah, and your question is, could we turn me into that? And then the broader question is, can could anyone be turned into that? Yes, of course. And and I think any child could be turned into that. But, at, you know, when you've gone through childhood and come up into an adulthood, like with me, I sort of feel like my personality and my, uh, I don't know, psychology is like robust enough that I just don't think you could turn me into it anymore. Yeah, may maybe that's true. Because it's, it's like... Um... I, I think we're we're all kind of afraid that or there's there's an uh, an unspoken mythology that if the world becomes unsettled enough then there will be like a million mass shooters in America because the guns are available the the people are are here or it's just like the guns are available and then the illusion is that all people could become like this right Right. Yeah. All people could. And I don't I don't know. Like it does. It does seem like with with our latest obsession of this, which that's so it's so crazy because part of what's going on is it's just whatever the media starts to pitch to us. We all get hooked totally. on. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Mass shooters are like the thing. And it's like two seconds ago 
we all know what the cascading uh, um, stories are. Yep. Well, yeah, that, I mean, that, that, that'll take this conversation in a different direction, but it is kind of funny how humans' need for intense drama goes from, like, COVID to Ukraine to mass shootings. You know, it's just like this, like, we need some super dramatic thing to, like, be talking about with everyone. But two seconds ago, it was Johnny Depp. Oh, that's right. I forgot. I missed the Johnny Depp one. <laughs> <laughs> there's, dude, there's so many, and it's so ridiculous. But then it comes to this thing, and, and people are so fucking charged about having guns. Should you have guns? You, you either absolutely should or shouldn't. Or, like, well, you know people who have them, and you know people who don't. And it, it literally becomes the COVID argument again. Yeah, totally. It it does except except I think where we're going with the the with the psychology of it is really fascinating. Yep. Okay, so let's see if we can let's see if we can go a little bit into this portrait of what I'm calling the personality disorder. I think that because the uh, another commonality now granted this isn't always the case, but it seems like a lot of the people that do this are kind of like in early like late adolescence or early adulthood. Yes, that that totally fits into into that um, common profile. That profile, except like yeah. obviously, lots of them are not. Like right. the dude on the fucking subway, right in New York, dude was old and black. He didn't fit the things at all. Like, what was that yeah, guy yeah. doing? Super lost. He got confused. Like he took the wrong. He ate the green M and M's. Like fuck it, dude. The guy did it wrong, right? Um, or, or what I was saying about the Vegas shooter, like there was, the dude was old and rich. Like what the fuck? Yeah, that's right. That doesn't fit at all. And so, um, well, so that, that brings us kind of, I think to this point that you were implying is like, yes, it is a mental health thing, but mental health is a super complex, giant can of worms. And there's, there's not going to be a simple solution to that problem. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's see. Imagine if we create a committee, at um, and try to come up with a new diagnosis. We'll be like, oh yeah, let's just add this to the DSM. We're gonna come up with a diagnosis. It's called mass shooter or school shooter syndrome, right? And it's like, good luck. Like looking at this, the the variants here. There's no telling other than the fact that that you and I, as we imagine, more more um, pathologically than most people are willing to imagine. Like, how would I become a mass shooter? What am, what am I going to have to have happen to me that would then change my priorities from I need to work out and figure out what's happening to my metabolism because I'm getting into my late 40s? Like, well, fuck that project. Let me just see how many people I can shoot. Pop, pop, pop. Like, like how, what am I going to... Seriously, what's going to happen to me to get me to to reprioritize that way. Like, and then as I do it, am I really going to bring my, my organizational capacity to that? Am I really going to train like I'm going to surf huge waves in Nicaragua? So I'm going to be like fucking super Jack running through the night, like Rambo with night vision. Like it, 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 you could do that if somehow you developed this ideology like you're 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 bringing the jihadist thing into this was interesting because if you 
in the jihadist thing or in the it's kind of similar to like the cult thing it's like if if you can kind of get seduced by an ideology that like sh there's people out there and you need to kill them and that somehow is gonna like be your salvation or be some great spiritual or some one like really important th it's gonna like give your life meaning to like be working towards that goal then you would be able to gets trained and gets super organized and stuff around that. So how, so what does it take for you to get duped by that ideology? Yeah, I, like it seems really, it does seem like the more that we pay attention to this polarized extreme phenomenon that, that is going on in our society and it always has been there. It's always been there, but now everyone's trying to like, oh, it's a real thing. Republicans, Democrats, extreme left, extreme right. Like, oh, okay, yeah. Well, like, it looks like there's two factions of extreme shooters that, but this is straight up the ideology type. It's like the American jihadist. That, that would be our next type of, of mass shooter is yep. the American jihadist who would be like ultra-liberal, or, or like MAGA beyond ultra MAGA, right? Yeah, or just some ideology. Again, it has this like cult-like feel where they get into this ideology that this is the thing. Uh, there was one, one um, interesting shooter was this guy in Santa Barbara. I only think he ended up killing like two or three people, but he, the, the reason he got famous is because first off, he was like this rich, he was at like UC Santa Barbara. Oh, I remember that guy. And he went he went to the sororities and killed some like sorority ladies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but the, what was really interesting about him is he was like he had written an autobiography and he had put up he had posted some YouTube videos that were like autobiographical. Um, and yeah, he sort of thought his weird ideology was that like all these ladies were torturing him that there was, it was some like weird mind game that sorority ladies had constructed to like torture him because clearly he was like the ultimate gentleman and handsome and everything and how could he not get a lady and so therefore he needs to make the ladies pay yeah yeah right like that that's i think that guy's manifesto is a lot of what we are basing this the um fuck <laughs> the the school or mass that shooters typical profile yeah the profile the profile we're, we're basing our yeah. profile a lot off of that guy's statement instead of the idea that oh but it's getting really confused when we start talking about we need gun regulation we need to regulate we need to get rid of all guns it's like listen man in case anyone hasn't been paying attention there are people stockpiling ammo and guns in the most crazy forms in cults all around the world. Like, but huge in, a, in the middle of America in these compounds and they sit there and they train all the time for the boogaloo, the Armageddon, the, the collapse of, of, of money and, and the economy. And yep. those people never fucking do mass shootings. Yep. Now, there's not a single one who was this like ultra prepared Rambo. Like those Rambo guys are, what the fuck is going on? Why don't they snap and then go do some real damage? Like they don't my, historically. My, my knee jerk reaction is because they have um, 
like a life story and life trajectory and meaning that kind of contains them. And also, uh, oftentimes they have a community. Right. It kind of goes back to our retirement conversations. They have a couple of the key ingredients. They have community and they have meaning and purpose. Right. And that's really helpful to keep you uh, soldiering forth in the world without kind of losing it and going off the deep end. So then to to turn you or I into into this type of 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 uh, type one or type two mass shooters, we have to remove the the life story meaning and community, right? I think yep. so. Yep. Uh, I think I think community is probably the single most important. But thing. that's the, I think that's the, type two because the jihadist type one extremist has a community, absolutely supporting that, you to go do this. Right? But, and and the meaning. Yeah. The dude, meaning what, is to Why do this. aren't there any of these these prepper um, doomsday types who get the the meaning squared away that all right, let's do a a super shooting. It's Oh, a, I think I think cuz the preppers are are super into surviving themselves. Cuz the 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 mass shooters are ready to kill themselves. Yeah, okay. And it seems like they always end up either, they almost always end up killing themselves or the cops kill them. But everyone knows that if you go to McDonald's and start shooting people, like you're gonna die. Right. Oh, see, And the, but like in some and, cults, they, they end in this kind of apocalyptic, we're gonna drink the Kool-Aid and kill ourselves, right? It's almost like, I think one of our big fears unconsciously, now that we're talking about this, must be that we, we can imagine 10 highly trained, coordinated people to come down on a crowd and just kill everyone. 10 instead of one rogue agent, like a coordinated effort. And it's yeah, yeah. like... Well, yeah, and that's what September 11th was. Yes. Right? Like, like that. that's a pretty big one. But as far as like a mass shooting goes... We have not seen a coordinated effort. I think, I, I it seems to be all rogue. I can't think of one. Yeah, I can't think of one. Yo, I don't even think we've seen where two people do it together. It's always one person. Yeah, I think that the most you get is like a bank heist where there's two people escaping with body armor shooting at the cops. Like that. Has, yeah, but they're but they're trying to get money. That makes sense. Totally different agenda, right? It it yeah. technically is a mass shooting. Just. Not at all in this category, which it goes back to mental illness of a particular type. So I think really where we've, we've ended up is super cool, which I didn't anticipate this at all. It's just like, what is going on with this, this specific illness that we're experiencing in society? It's like a larger illness that then a tiny sub factor of that would lead you to potentially be homicidal in a particular way with guns. Right, and my, my knee-jerk reaction to that is that the, what's fucked up, what's out of balance about society, there's a lot of things, but the number one is this community thing, is we live in a society where it's really easy to get isolated. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, which goes back to one of our conversations where the research revealed that the average American has one friend. Yeah. One fucking friend. So how are they even going to get ten people together to shoot everyone? Like <laughs> it's it's impossible, right? Everyone's so isolated and stupid. This 
this fear that there's going to be 10 people. Most people don't even know 10 people. Like, let alone 10 who would be homicidal and suicidal. Homicidal, suicidal, and willing to carry a gun and shoot people. Dude, that shit's never going to happen. Like, nope. what are the odds of that shit fucking happening? It's so strange. Like, there, I guess there's like... Fuck, like, as soon as I said the odds, my brain just literally went into a gridlock where I was like, oh, fuck. Like, it, it's, as soon as I said that, I realized it is going to happen. Like, that... Yeah, that's probably true. Right? That is going to happen at some point, and then we're going to get all obsessed, like, oh, we have to stop people from meeting together and shooting, close the shooting ranges, because it's if they meet together, that's the crime. Like, you... No, but... Right, but the only but the only times where there has been this coordinated effort where is it where it is more of an ideological jihadist political thing like September 11th, um, but but the theory is these psycho these these quote mentally ill psychology people shootings they're isolated and that's what allows them to to get so fucked up and if they had friends that were hanging out they wouldn't get so fucked up. And there is obvious, it's not so simple as this is true, but if I pursue this line of thinking a little more, it's sort of like then the best cure for these shootings isn't gun control, it's human interaction and community. You know, if you, if you pick one of these people and you put them into some tribe or family or group where there's a lot of people around them talking to them and and uh, including them in their little community, like then that's the cure for it. Wow, that's not a very popular view, by the way, uh, because clearly that it it leans more heavily on the mental illness factor, but it's like offering a solution which no one is ready to do. But well, no, it doesn't. It just points towards a solution. It doesn't offer one actually, because. How to provide community is like an impossible thing. How are you going to do it that? Is, it is impossible. But I, I think there's true... I, let me just hypothesize aloud here for a second. If we rewind the clock 100 years, yeah. and it's 1922, I feel like back then people were much more in community, like the neighborhoods and like you were neighborly with your neighbors and families were still living together and there was much more in community 100 years ago, or especially 200 years ago or 300 years ago, you started to need your communities to survive, to work together. And there was everyone was living in little villages and stuff. Okay, okay. And, I, and I, my hunt, my hypothesis is that in that societal fabric, the, the psychology of a mass shooter would never have existed. Because when someone was getting a little tweaky or angsty or whatever the community was there like including him and talking to him and you know whatever loving him and he was kind of like the community was like keeping him from falling too far off the fucking imbalance thing um so if that's true what i just said then the solution isn't gun control it's enveloping everyone into a community and a tribe but like you said how the fuck do we do that? Well, okay. Okay. If the solution isn't gun control based on what you're saying, the solution is the isolating causing factors, which means we have to control Uber Eats, fucking Amazon Prime. Like, <laughs> dude, the real villains here 
Right? That's fucked up, dude. I, like, right, the real villains are TikTok and Instagram <laughs> and, and and fucking Zoom. <laughs> Zoom. Dude, it was a whole Chinese plot to get us to implode and then have a bunch of serial killers. Like, it's, as much as that's fucking... Um, there's some truth there, to that. There's some... There's, there's this... Yeah, there, it, there's. I think there's a lot of truth to that. There's this social psychologist who I really love. His name is Jonathan Haidt, and he's uh, he's done a lot of different things over the years. But what he's currently into, which fits with this, is that he thinks our world, like everyone, started to get way more polarized and way more like agitated and psycho. You know how COVID, everyone was like so polarized about everything. Yeah. That he thinks that started around 2014 with the invention of the Facebook like button. Oh yeah. Because that like somewhere around that in around 2014 we just got really sucked deeper and deeper into social media and like liking a thing on Facebook just became this big thing and then the comment sections on Facebook and our whole a, a big part of our human interaction became in the Facebook chats and likes and comment sections and shit. Whoa. And that there's just something, he has a whole interesting thing and I, I can't do it justice, but there's just the, something sucked us into a really contentious us versus them mass psychology around then. Wow. Well, you know, I've heard a lot about that and I personally missed the entire thing where Facebook invented likes because I wasn't on Facebook and like I'm I'm bummed out because if I were to turn myself into a, a mass shooter I need to go back to 2014 and make sure that I hit the like button a lot. I'm yep. I, I, and you need to post pictures of you and then hope you get lots of likes. Yeah, on that and picture. and hopefully actually I don't. So then I feel more estranged and isolated and and um, ostracized. I want to feel like yep. like in a backwards way, ostracized because my post didn't receive the quotient of likes. Right, exactly. What, like, that's kind of a, 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 a funny way to, to point out how we have a system that, that almost it's like an institutional, I mean, it's a clear system forcing a, an experience of isolation onto us, right? You know, you know how totally. there's a lot of talk about systemic racism and, and it becomes a complicated issue because very few people can actually point to how it works specifically. In fact, I don't think anyone can because no one can make a totally coherent statement of what it is exactly how it works, right? Mm -hmm. But in this case, we can point to really specific phenomenon that that we can even see their origin as as your social psychologist dude points out. Like of you mean like systemic isolation or systemic uh, getting sucked into phones and social media. Sucked into phones, social media, and then the, I think with younger dudes, there is a serious addictive property of video games that is just really leveraged because it's it works so well. It just is such yep. a great um, facilitation of a young mind needing to get the sensation of reward. There's a challenge, but the challenge is set with the bar really low, actually. But then it like... Yep. You, you like if you play the game enough, you can totally always win, right? Like yep. that's the way it's designed. So yep. that kind of facilitated winning, I think, is another 
piece of this pie, but I don't see how you can Facebook like and video game yourself into being a mass shooter. Like, because there's so many people doing that and very few of them are actually shooting. Yep. Like, once again, it comes back to our, our attempt to, to find a real diagnosis that would give us any traction. I see why actually now talking about this, why you would just be like, oh, fuck this. It's too hard. Let's just get rid of guns. Right, totally. And the, uh, it seems to me that the getting rid of the guns is a complete... I, I think that everyone's obsession with the gun control thing is people are... When people hear about this kid, this 18-year-old going and killing elementary school kids, it disturbs them so much. It terrifies them so much that they go into this like panic thing and then they have to come up with a nice, fairly straightforward band-aid that's going to save them from this horror. And so they latch on to gun control thinking, oh, if only our stupid politicians would pass gun control, then I'd be safe again. And to me, that seems so idiotic and simple-minded. Um, and so, yes, I think that the true answer is more to open up this can of worms of, of mental health or mental illness. But then when you open that up, you realize, oh, my God, a solution to that is like... 10 million times harder than passing gun control. <laughs> yeah, right? Because it's like, the, then you're focusing on mental illness in this tiny, tiny, tiny sub-faction versus like, whoa, there's so much more people dying in, in distress than this the distress of, of gun violence. Like, right. <laughs> the entire world of mental illness and psychic distress is fucking paramount, dude. It's huge. I think it's 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 a it's like a global factor. Like it, it has to be the biggest, creepiest thing that um well I think it's kind of fortunate that I I, I was about to say like it, it's fortunate that people are talking about this now, but it's like, no it's not. I don't think the the way that we talk about this is going to lend any assistance to our big project of trying to figure out what are we going to do to to reduce the amount of people that have to come into our offices yeah it's it, it is a gargantuan task and yeah maybe when the politicians say hey we need to focus on mental health maybe that's helpful move in the right direction or maybe not it probably is it's probably slowly building awareness of that but yeah it's such an enormous task and kind of a terrifying one I don't think most people want to look into the soul of the human race and see the dark complexity and infinite depth that's there it's just most people don't want to do that it's too terrifying yeah damn well shit there's, there's some days I wake up and don't want to do it myself. And this is what I do all day. Right? Like, like seri seriously. I, I, like, there, there's some kind of a... Um, like, if what you were doing was as radical as working on, on figuring out... I, I, I just had this weird idea that there's probably people who work for the CIA or FBI or somewhere who are trying to come up with some profile that then they can go around and run through an algorithm to seek out in the population who's the next serial killer. 
right? Mm -hmm. And I know this is fucking true because once upon a time, there, there was a Navy Yard shooter and I know that this, because that was here in Virginia, and I know that they hired someone who, who I happen to know that was was planted at the place to try to find the next Navy Yard shooter. Can you believe that they did that? They, tr they tried to infiltrate the Navy Yard after the, that mass shooting to find out who it was. Now, in that case, it's obviously someone who's who was military trained and then and and then freaked out and shot everyone yep. almost like um full metal jacket right yep yep a different a different prototype yeah and again that feels like a different type to me yeah we let's let's just quickly review the ones that we've come on i bet we could keep going but maybe we could eventually exhaust the list maybe there'd only be 30 types rather than 10,000 types right i think we've we've hit on like five the first one is the schizophrenic that just has some psychotic delusional belief system where he needs to kill people because they're part of the cia plot or something yeah the next one i used this term personality disorder which isn't quite the right term but it's like they're so isolated and desperate and lonely and hopeless and powerless that they need, they're gonna like explode and lash out in rage and anger against the fucking world. Yeah, nice. There's, there's that one. Then there's the like jihadist that where they've been given a mission from God and like they're gonna do this like because it's a great religious thing. Yeah. Right. Then there's the one you just said where it's like. The, the, the military full metal jacket, like the person's been in the military and just like they've been pushed in this intense thing and then they just like, like spaz out and freak out and just do this like explosive thing of shooting. Yes, yes. And, and there's some kind of illusion that put under enough stress, all people could become one of the four, right? But then as you point out, it's true, there's probably 30. So, yep. well, and then uh, I think I feel like the Santa Barbara guy that I said is in a slightly different thing. He was in like this narcissistic. I'm so awesome. And the world is not recognizing ooh, that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I need to punish the world. Yes, yes. That, that is very different than the other lonely, isolated yeah. guy, even though obviously yeah. he's lonely and isolated. But no, right. his his stance in the world is entirely different. Yeah, and he wasn't just going and killing a bunch of people. He was he needed to punish the sorority sisters. Yes. Yeah, I I see that. Wow. Well, I I, I don't know if if we're ready to go present this to the FBI as, hey guys, don't <laughs> worry, don't worry. Hey, I know everyone's pretty upset, right? Maybe we should just go get on the news and be like, listen, we figured it out. There's only five. We gotta figure out. Everyone, everyone, calm down. We have it mapped out here. Here's the solution. There's only five types, right? Hey, if your kid looks like one of the five, call this yeah. number, right? <laughs> <laughs> But I, I, I'm much, I'm not ready to go to the FBI with that plan, but I'm, I'm much closer to prescribe a cure. It's that we all just need to have a nice little tribe and community 
where we all are hanging out a lot every day and we all love each other and we all look out for each other and we have regular, meaningful, intimate interaction with like our little tribe and community of people. I do think that that's a pretty good cure. Even if what you're doing, your tribe is at the fucking gun club, right? Yeah, totally. Like yep. that, that's, what, that's what it turns out is. The tribe of gun club people are no more likely to then go out and do a mass shooting than the ones at the bowling alley. Like, I agree. Isn't that fucking yep. weird? It's weird. It's the, that having a tribe, having community, shared, um, just to, like you could like if if we're in if we're in the gun club and it's like I'm like porn dude, look at my new gun, and you're like oh wow that has the blah 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 feature and blah blah blah. There's just like this feeling of like oh porn gets me and we're together in this thing and we have this hobby together. It's just like makes me fucking feel good and I don't need to go kill anyone. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I got to say, this may be the most complete episode for one that we're so unprepared, where it finally, yeah. it came with a possible solution, as tiny and, and as, as insignificant as it is. I'm still taking the shit to the FBI, by the way. All right. <laughs> I, I'll let you know when I, get, when I get a meeting with the director. We can zoom in. Nice. We'll zoom on that to make sure <laughs> yeah. Chinese know about it. Cool. All right, man. All right, dude. Till next time. Catch you later. Later.